This is episode 52 of the Angry Tech News Podcast for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. This is the Angry Tech News Podcast at angrytechnews.com. Now your host, the Angry Programmer with a mic, Brian Bemrose. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, okay, shut up, shut up. Hold your laughter for... Th- anyway, it was hard to find tech news this week. Um, it, if if this show had a video, then right now I would be showing you a screenshot from one of the places where I go get... My, one of the news aggregators where I try to find stories. Because uh, it shows, I think, 12 stories per page. And literally everyone was either an ad or a top story about politicians virtue signaling against TikTok or yet another story about how ChatGPT will change our lives and AI is redefining everything, redefining search, making a better cup of coffee, AI, AI, AI. I hate that I'm turning this into an AI show, but it's what the news is. It's an AI assistant, it's a dessert topping, and it's a floor wax. It was also hard to find energy this week uh, because I'm worn out, but that's a separate thing. The winter is barely over, but we had a tree come down near the house and uh, you, you go get free firewood when you can. So I'm currently breaking my back trying to get it chopped up so that we can have firewood next winter. Now, all that said, none of that is a reason not to bring you your weekly dose of tech news and sarcasm. Lack of donations might be a reason, but not that other thing I said. So... You get what you pay for here at Angry Tech News, and here is what you get. From the Sound of the Clock Makes department, the biggest story of the week is the constant talk and posturing by bureaucrats, politicians, and the state of California who want to ban TikTok for the crime of not being American. Because it is the most addictive thing since Oreo cookies, because it's installed on 150 million phones in the USA alone, mostly because they've discovered that they can score some virtue signaling political points by jumping on the bandwagon. The CEO of ByteDance is expected to speak in front of Congress this week to defend the app, while the Biden administration is said to be, quote, strongly considering an executive order to ban the program completely in the United States. Incidentally, a nearly identical executive order was issued by Biden's predecessor in 2020 for pretty much exactly the same reasons, but that executive order was rescinded the day Biden was installed to the office for no reason other than orange man bad. For my part, I think it's government overreach to simply reach in and ban an app. That said, I've warned on many occasions about how much of a privacy and security risk it is to even have this app on your device or any like it. Even if you never run the app, apps have the ability to collect data on you, on you, collect data on your movements online, collect data on your movements in meat space, collect your conversations, a myriad of other things you probably didn't even know you needed to worry about. And it's not just TikTok. Facebook does it. Twitter does it. Insta does it. WhatsApp does it. Those ones have been confirmed, like actually proven they've done it. But every app is suspect. They might be. They have the capability. And more importantly, if they're advertising based, they have a very strong financial incentive to do exactly that because that data is worth a lot more than your few clicks on the device. So all apps are a risk. 
That's not even mentioning what happens when government steps in. But no, for now, the only one anyone cares about is TikTok. The app is dangerous, just as addictive as Facebook or Instagram, but with the added risk that it's Chinese, which makes it an attractive political football. Anyway, I'm sick of talking about it because I'm clearly on the verge of going into a rage-fueled rant. The TikTok story has stopped being a tech story and is now just a political story, which makes it a more appropriate topic for my other show, Grumpy Old Benz. So for this, for more on this fascinating non-tech story as it develops, please listen to literally any other tech podcast. I'd rather talk about real news. From the alternate Skynets department. And of course, by real tech news, I mean AI news. <sighs> Anthropic, uh, the AI development company that's partnered with Google, has released their long-awaited AI competitor to ChatGPT. Theirs is called Claude. Uh, Claude's claim to fame is it has a constitutional AI, which they say is harmless but non-evasive. Uh, I didn't read the technical paper that describes what a constitutional AI is, but the abstract alone gave me an overdose of buzzwords. Um, they are apparently attempting to train an AI using other AI's values because uh, what they've discovered, at least what many, many stories with ChatGPT has been, is that uh, you get trolls online and trolls will find ways if they can to turn the AI into a Nazi racist. It almost seems like a given at this point. And there are a lot of people, this particular paper I think was from Cambridge, who are trying to figure out how do we instill woke values into our AI. Well, I didn't say woke in the paper without turning the AI evil. And the obvious conclusion completely escapes these people that maybe their values are evil, but uh, I digress. Uh, the AI quote engages with harmful queries by explaining its objections to them rather than saying something bad. Um, other fun things that this does, and let me know if you have any clue what this means, um, their constitutional AI will leverage chain of thought style reasoning. Uh, it will uh, improve through, uh, it, it will improve its output through self-improvement without any human labels identifying harmful outputs. Um, they say human oversight is only provided through a list of rules and principles. Uh, whose rules? Whose principles? That we've got a divided society right now, and it's not entirely clear whose principles are right these days, but uh, we can guess um, the harmless AI. That's what they've got. Harmless to whom? They don't say. Anyway, okay, moving on. Actual news, Claude and Claude Instant are now available for, quote, early access at Anthropic.com. Uh, you have to apply and there is a wait list, but you might be able to use it. Uh, Anthropic is also giving API access to business partners at the low, low cost of 42 cents per million input characters. Uh, it's not clear whether that's Latin characters or or what English. Chinese. I think the Chinese are going to be getting a massive deal here. They can say things in fewer characters. Anyway, uh, it costs about a dollar forty five per million output characters. Uh, the sum of those makes it about three times as expensive as ChatGPT. Although it's really hard to compare the prices because ChatGPT charges by the token, which is a syllable, give or take. So yeah, difficult to compare. However, if you wanted an alternative to ChatGPT, here it is, Anthropic, Claude. 
Also, Microsoft is bringing new AI-powered virtual assistant to its Office 365 suite named Copilot. This one is based on ChatGPT and the assistant sits alongside your Word, Outlook, Excel, and PowerPoint documents ready to jump in and compose text or pivot tables should you need the assistance. It can even compose entire documents or PowerPoint decks, bringing ChatGPT's trademark verbose wordiness, soulless generic prose, and occasional AI hallucinations, aka fiction, to your documents. As if PowerPoint presentations could become any more mind-deadening. Of course, many of us are old enough to remember the last time that Microsoft brought this feature to Office. Back then, the feature was called Clippy. And because grade schools back then actually taught grammar and writing, the only thing we did with Clippy was to turn it off. For people in that demographic, I'm sure this new co-pilot iteration will be exactly as useful. <laughs> Baidu has also released their ChatGPT competitor, ErnieBot, the enhanced representation from knowledge integration. Hopefully the first thing the bot can teach us is how teach us humans is how to properly construct an acronym. But CEO Robin Lee of Baidu showed it off on stage, jumping through the usual hoops, solving math problems, writing marketing copy, answering questions about Chinese literature. However, the real party trick of Baidu's representation or presentation was ErnieBot's ability to, quote, generate multimedia responses, meaning it can output images and video as well as text. Lee kept comparing ErnieBot to GPT-4, which was recently released by OpenAI and is the big upgrade to the chat GPT everybody's been using. GPT-4 has generally been considered by tech pundits to have a very impressive sounding benchmarks, but whose output is still limited to text. So ErnieBot could be better. At least it can make videos. On stage, Lee showed an interaction where the bot created an image and an accompanying video of a futuristic subway station. Of course, later testing was unable to reproduce the results, so it may have just been a marketing video made by the intern. For now, ErnieBot is only available to a small set of Baidu's business partners, though there is an application companies can request for early access. They have not said whether the technology will be available to end users or whether it'll be integrated into other products, such as Baidu's search engine, which happens to be the number one search in China, much to Google's chagrin. Still, I think we can all get very excited about an AI that can auto-generate images with text and appreciate the upcoming flood of memes that it will produce. From the Your Stuff Isn't Yours department, Tesla, the Silicon Valley company who makes smartphones that have wheels, has found themselves on the front lines of the right to repair war. A new lawsuit filed last week in federal court in San Francisco claims that Tesla repairs are too expensive, that the wait list for repairs is too long. Tesla has a monopoly on parts and services for their cars. Thanks to IP law, uh, you can only service car your Tesla car at a Tesla owned or authorized shop. You can only use parts from Tesla. And this suit believes that that is a problem. Um, the suit is seeking class action and goes on top of a pile of other legal battles for Tesla over shareholder funding, CEO compensation, and their continued inability to deliver on the full self-driving feature that customers have already shelled out tens of thousands of dollars for. And it looks like this company may need themselves more lawyers than engineers soon. Another company coming up in the right to repair news, Hewlett Packard. When was the last time Hewlett Packard was in the news? In 2018, HP introduced dynamic security into their OfficeJet and DeskJet printers. 
The printer use, or in using this feature, the printer communicates with a DRM chip in the ink cartridge, which is intended to foil third-party printer ink. Um, it's generally known that HP official ink is more expensive than liquid gold, and they don't like people undercutting their cash cow. The chip records how much ink has been used or is remaining in the chip, et cetera, et cetera. And it contains HP encryption and it communicates with the printer firmware. Well, last month, HP pushed new printer firmware that blocks bootleg cartridges with chips. There, there have been, there have been cartridges. Third parties came up with a way to introduce a chip that would satisfy the printers. Well, they pushed new firmware that now blocks those. Uh, also blocks HP cartridges if they were refilled by unauthorized means. Uh, the text that it pops up now is uh, you try to print and it says non HP chip detected. Ah, the indicated cartridges have been blocked by the printer firmware because they contain a non HP chip. The printer is intended only to work with new or reused cartridges that have a new or reused HP chip. In a statement, the company said that this was for the purpose of trying to improve customer experience and guarantee the high level of customer uh, experience, happiness, excitement that they did, yada, yada, yada. It's, it's bull crap. They really just want to continue gouging people. Anyway, HP has paid millions of dollars already in class action lawsuits in the U S Australia and Italy over this feature, previous ones over their attempts to lock people into the printer ink to block people from third party refills of ink. I personally even fought this in college more years ago than I cared to admit with an HP desk jet that I had way back in the day uh, that right alongside in the shop where I bought it, Office Max or somewhere, uh, Circuit City probably, there was the official HP cartridges and right next to it, there was the knockoff cartridges that were literally half the price. I grabbed a knockoff cartridge, I put it in and it said, cartridge unknown can't print, thank you HP. At that point, I threw it away and went and got a printer that wasn't HP. This kind of user hostile behavior is, yeah, anyway, I don't want to go into another rant, but let's be honest. HP would not have been doing this for more than 20 years if it didn't make them money. So general advice to all of you consumers of HP printers out there. If you really want this to change, maybe stop buying from HP. Yeah, I know I'm tilting at windmills here. Weren't all offices supposed to go paperless back in the 90s? Anyway, going back to Tesla for a moment, Rajesh Randev of Vancouver, BC, uh, sometime early this month, came out of a store, used the app on his phone, which was presumably already in his hand, to unlock his Tesla, and then he got in and drove away. Except for the problem that it wasn't his car. His car was parked in the next space over. It's the little things that you have to, that sometimes you miss, like you have to adjust the seat when you get in, that your windshield is cracked when it wasn't before, that you've got different hubcaps, like your car might be a different color. But all of that is hard to notice when you're staring into your phone instead of looking at the world around you. In this particular case, the other driver was understanding and didn't even have the Randev torn out of his car by cops and beaten to death. <laughs> but what the hell? How can this even work? This is like the 90s. What the hell, Tesla? This is like the 90s when there was a particular brand of car that was uh, the most popular stolen car ever because they had about seven different keys to match all cars of a particular make. And so a thief would go ahead and get a copy of each of those seven keys and 
they could open every car of that make and just drive away with it. Became a very popular car for car thieves. I keep saying apps weaken your security, but man, this is even more than I expected. Nice work, Tesla. I have to apologize for using the cat sweep over and over again. Uh, interestingly, my system is not very good. I don't have a soundboard software and I accidentally killed the program that had the non cat sweep. So you got lots of cats deal with it. Angry thanks this week go to Curtis Peterson and Steve Edwards for their support of Angry Tech News and also to the people like Sir Alex the Null Pointer who boosted the show with the message, thank you very much for your tech news podcast. Love your cats. You're welcome. You got extra. Angry Tech News is produced on the value for value model. We don't take sponsors. We don't pay ads and we do not charge you to listen, but we are funded by your donations. If you received some value from listening to this show, please send some value back. Go to angrytechnews.com and click the donate button. Send what this episode was worth to you, whether it's $5, $20, $375, or you know what? You come up with the number. I'm tired of making them up. Anyway, that's it for now. I'm Ryan Bemrose, the Angry Programmer with a mic. I'll be back next week with more Angry Tech News. This has been Angry Tech News with the Angry Programmer, Ryan Bemrose at angrytechnews.com. Stay angry, stay angry, stay 